Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. My motivation for preaching and teaching of the word that has been entrusted to me. I am not the word, but I'm a voice. This ministry wished to be a voice for the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. Two, supper than any double-edged sword. Three, it penetrates even to the dividing four of the soul and spirit. So God's word is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates, it cuts through to divide the soul and the spirit. Five, it goes through the joints and the marrow. Six, it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of my heart and that of yours. So nothing stands close before God. Everything is open unto the eyes of God. He sees everything even before it starts. Second Timothy 3.16 All scripture is. One, it is God breath, means it is God ordained, it is God approved, and it will not Turn unto God void. It will accomplish the purpose. Why the gospel. Why the word of God has been brought into existence. By God. For God. For our benefit. Second Timothy 3.16 again. All scripture is. God breath. And it is A. Useful for teaching. B. Useful for rebuking. C. It is useful for correcting. And D, it is useful for training in righteousness. Again, I bring greetings in the name of Messiah, Jesus Christ, our only mediator between God and man. I'm Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. In 2019, Messiah... Jesus Christ redeemed me from death by blood cancer. What he did for me, he postponed my death and extended my life. Therefore, my main objective in life is the advocacy of Christ for the remainder of my life. By the grace of God and because of grace, I celebrated 37 years in the South African police service. Not by might, not by power, but by God the Holy Spirit. I was kept alive in the midst of the valleys of the shadow of death that I've experienced throughout these 37 years. God kept me alive. So after Christ secured my victory over blood cancer, listen to this majestic mercy and grace. After blood cancer, I was elevated. I received my doctorate in philosophy based in community development. My blood cancer ordeal was not meant to kill, but meant to purify me unto service for Christ in the global market. I, again, I want to state that by the permissive will of God, I experienced my blood cancer ordeal. It was not meant to kill me, but it was meant to purify me 
and to serve us for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today I conclude my pastoral meditation on the 19th word to continue my investigation into the 20th word in Psalm 21 verse 1 and 2. But just before I will continue to close this chapter, I want to share with you my theme. My theme is very provocative. It's going to, be, it's going to demand a debate, a discussion. Because out of the unraveling of the word comes these points of truth. My theme for your meditation and reflection. I say my theme again. The prosperity gospel is false. That is my theme today. The prosperity movement or the gospel that they are preaching is false. I want to say that the, that the gospel is false. Prosperity gospel is false from the standpoint of one, the prophet Abel, as we will investigate his name today. Point two. The prosperity gospel is false from the standpoint of the prophet Job that lost everything in life and what he had to face. Disease, poverty, all this stuff. Yet he had faith in God that moves a mountain. The prosperity gospel is false. Point three. Jesus' warning on the love for money. Remember what Jesus says. What is it profit the man to gain the world and yet loses his soul? The prosperity preachers, they are in love with money and they want to be billionaires. They want to be businessmen. They want to, they want to rub soldiers with politicians. They want to be important. They want this world. They can have it. But the Bible, the gospel of Jesus calls for faith that with God. The unseen becomes tangible, reliable, and transparent. By faith, Abel leaves a legacy for you and for me today. Therefore, the prosperity gospel is no gospel. Not only is the prosperity gospel false, but the prosperity gospel is no gospel. Based on the following statements. I want you to hear the following statements. This came into my heart a few days ago. It reflected on me to ponder, and I want to share with you. One, the doctrine in the prosperity movement is for self-acknowledgement, not the eradication of poverty. Two, the prosperity gospel is governed by the love for money, that counts. So what counts in their movement within their heart is the love of money. Three, the coin is more important than Christ. Four, this gospel is anti-Christ because Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. What a contrast. They want to be billionaires, millionaires in the midst of poverty, unemployment, and joblessness. A person wants to have everything this world can give. Five, prosperity gospel is based on greed. Six, 
prosperity gospel is based on the doctrine of Satan and of demons as per Matthew 4 verse 8 where Satan took Jesus to the highest mountain and says this world I give you if you bow before me so they have bowed down before the feet of Lucifer Satan and demons they want the world now the gospel calls us to have faith in a city that God will build for us the world is not my home I'm just a passerby I'm a sojourner I'm a traveler so this gospel the prosperity gospel it is not just false but it's based on the doctrine of demons the preachers of prosperity gospel owns all the property acquired during the ministry it doesn't belong to the people it belongs to them they become property owners they generate income for themselves not for the people these preachers are demon influence thinking that you can use the gospel for profit now the gospel of jesus the gospel of christ is free he came he who was rich became poor that we can be rich in him that's why my theme i want you to hear my call my theme the prosperity gospel is false based on my advocacy and the unraveling of able today today i conclude my personal meditation on the 19th word to continue investigating the 20th word in Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2. Let's review the number 19. 1. In the English language, our word, the, the word the, is a definite article. Point 2. The word the is the 19th letter in Psalm 21 verse 2. Point 3. Our word the is the 19th word in the text, but also has the value of 19. Four, the definite article the acts like a pointer showing direction to a specific person or an individual five it reveals the uniqueness of the person of Christ our Messiah that came from heaven to earth point six the word emphasizes the exclusiveness and the incomparability of Christ for our world today. There's no comparison with Jesus. He stands alone, he's exclusive, and there is no there's no equality with the person of Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point seven in Hebrew, the number nineteen refers to the completion of a cycle of time, the closure of one chapter and the start of another. Point eight. Prophetically, the number 19 referred to faith in God will be rewarded. So what we need today, post-COVID-19, is faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Faith in God moves mountains. With, with Jesus in my boat, we can smile at the storms. Point nine, the 19th letter in Hebrew is the letter Kuf. And it calls the believer in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic unto holiness wherewith no man will see God. It is not acquiring wealth, not to preach prosperity, but it calls for people to become righteous by faith in the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
because not of night, not by power, but by the Spirit of God, I come and share this gospel. Point in, amazingly, Hebrews chapter 11 documents 19 people of faith. Isn't that amazing? In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, 19 people are being mentioned with faith in God. Faith in God moves mountains. Point 11. I received this word of knowledge that I want to share with you for application in your personal walk with Christ. The currency in God's kingdom is faith. The currency of our world is money. Now money is temporal, but faith is permanent. Faith is placing my confidence and trust in the person of Christ. Not in my money, not on my position, not in my possession, not in my association with prisoners, with business people. My association is with God, the Holy Spirit, that brings me into fellowship with the Son and with the Son, with the Father. So let me share with you again that the currency in God's kingdom is faith. The currency of our world to be important, to be a power wheeler, is to have money. So heaven's main commodity is faith in God. Earth's commodity is money called mammon. Therefore faith is permanent and eternal. Money is fleeting and temporal. Now listen to this. Faith utilizes Christ as the only foundation in troubled times. Now COVID-19 has broad anxiety, fear, stress, pandemic, pandemic of fear. It means people at this moment are mentally paralyzed, are mentally immobilized, are mentally crippled. But you can get out of your crippled status when you focus on the person of the Lord, of the, Lord the Savior Jesus Christ. Messiah is God. Messiah is the one who took on humanity, came to dwell among you and me. Why? To redeem you and to redeem me. Remember the saying, when days are dark, friends are few. Even money takes wings and fly away when you are in trouble. But not Jesus, not Messiah. When the world was in darkness, Messiah, the light of the world, the fountain of life, the bread of life, came into our, into our poverty, into our... We, there was famine of the soul, and Christ is the bread of life. I want to, on the basis of my theme, wants to investigate Abel, our character, our faith. Remember my theme. Prosperity gospel is false. So if I say it's false, then I want to reveal by the word of God from the book of Genesis, the ancient documents of God's word, to reveal that faith is the currency of God's kingdom, not money. Point A. The man called Abel. Genesis 4 verse 2. 1. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 introduces our main character with, with this majestic statement. Abel are being introduced in the book of Hebrews for our consideration and reflection. Listen to how the word of God 
introduce able for you and for me. This is what it says. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. So faith in God means excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. We are made righteous by faith, not by works. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaks. Now, what does it mean, him being dead, yet speaks? This is what it means. I think it means thus. Faith never ceases to exist. If we are faith in God today, beyond this life, I will still have faith in God, because it is faith that makes the unseen seenable, tangible, and revealed. So, Abel seeked after this divine source God, rather than materialism, money, position, status, and, and finance, whatever I have. Point two. Cain and Abel was born after the fall of Adam and Eve. Genesis 4, 1 and 2. Point three. Abel is the second son of Adam and Eve. Point four. Abel was a shepherd. As per Genesis 4 verse 2, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Point five, Cain and Abel was the first set of twins born into humanity, into our world. Point six, the name Cain and Abel are a translation from the Greek, as in Latin and English of today. So basically when we say Cain and Abel, it is basically the Greek translation of what we call in English Abel and Cain. Point seven. The Hebrew Cain is known as Gain, and Abel in Hebrew is known as Havol. Havol. Point eight. Abel was born before the great flood of Noah. This period mentioned in the Bible between the fall of man and the Genesis flood and narrative. So, so Abel knows what happened before the flood. Because he was born before the flood of Noah. Point nine. The numerical value of the name of Abel in Hebrew is 37. Now, 37 is very majestic. It's very informative. Listen to what it means. Point ten. The value of 37 represents perfection sanctification, and being saved. So what it means, if I faith in God, then I want God to make me perfect in and before God, to sanctify me from all sin and defilement, that I may be a vehicle and for service for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point 11. The name Abel reflects four times in the papers of Scripture. 1. Matthew chapter 23 verse 35. B. Luke chapter 11 verse, 30, verse 51. C. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. And Hebrews chapter 12 verse 4. So, so I think it just came to my attention that if, if his name reflects four times, that it means the information coming from his name is, is worth to be mentioned for the entire populace of the world, not just for you and for me, but all the people needs to hear what it means, the name Abel for us 
especially post-COVID-19 in our world. Point 12. According to the Hebrew etymology, the name Abel is constructed from two words. One, A-B, or Ab, means source. And E-L, the name of God. Therefore, the name Abel means God is my source, or oneness with God. When we have faith in God, it means then you say that God is your source, not the world. God is your source, not mammon. God is your source, not money. God is your source, not the work. God is your source, not your position. God is your source, not your possession. It is having oneness with God that makes the difference. Even if the world says, my stability is based on nothing else but Messiah, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point 13. Abel holds the title of being the first person to die. To die due to a violent act. To die as the result of a crime. To die childless. He was murdered by his brother Cain because of jealousy in the world. And jealousy in the world still kills people today. Jealousy is basically somebody sees you have and they want what you have. So be careful that this world cannot satisfy the longing in your soul. Point 14. Jesus during his earthly ministry referred to the death of Abel in John's Gospel 8 verse 44. John 8 44 states, You are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, referring to Cain killing Abel, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it all. Point B. Let us investigate what the name Abel really means. Now this is a name mentioned four times. It means it is valuable, it is applicable for all people in and on the face of the earth. For all the four corners of the world. Point B. Able, the meaning. Point B. Able, what it means. One, the name Able in Greek is Habor. Two, the name Abel in Hebrew is Haval. H-E-V-E-L, Haval. Three, Haval means vapor or breath. If you go to your kettle and your water boils, what you see comes out is vapor. You see it for a moment, then it's gone. Something that is here today and gone tomorrow. So the name Abel means vapor or breath. Four. The name Abel states clearly that life is short. Abel's destiny was hidden in the Hebrew meaning of his name, Haval, means vapor or breath. Five, the name Abel also means passing. Passing has a time-related meaning, described a very short 
period of time. That's why Job wanted to be a miscarriage. He, he wanted to be a miscarriage because he didn't want to face the troubles of the world. Now passing means it is you come and you go. There's no longevity in the name of Abel. Point six. According to Proverbs 21 verse 6, the getting of pleasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a snare of death. So if when we when we ill gain treasures, when we steal other people's property, it is a fleeting moment you can never own which was never yours. It's like a vapor and a snare of death. Point seven. Lamenting the brevity of a human life, the psalmist says to God. Now listen to what a psalmist says to God. He says, my lifetime is nothing before you. Surely all humanity stands as a mere breath. Psalm 39 verse 5 and verse 11. Psalm 78 verse 33 and Psalm 94 verse 11. I say, why go for treasures? Why go for wealth? Why go for the prosperity gospel? If my life is but a vapor, if my life, my life is like a breath, you see it now, gone tomorrow. There's no stability in this world. Point eight. Job states on the brevity of life in Job 7 verse 16. He says, I loathe my life I will not live forever. Leave me alone, for my days are but a breath. Listen to what, what, what Job is, is warning us. Don't go for things that cannot give eternal life. Don't seek fame and fortune, possession, status. Listen to Job again. I loathe my life. I will not live forever. Leave me alone, O oh God, for my days are but a breath. My days are but a breath. I will not live forever. And you know that when people die, they leave their billions. They leave their millions. They leave titles behind. They've got to go empty. Empty-handed they will have to face God. If it is not for Jesus, then they will be empty. Point nine. In the light of the meaning of Abel's name, readers should not be shocked to see that a mere six verses after Abel's birth, listen to this, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and murdered him. Cain killed his brother out of jealousy. Point 10. When we hear that Eve has a son named Abel, we know that like a vapor, he won't be around for long. Ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters, for my meditation, we will not be here all the time. Even if I'm 90 or 100, the Bible says, it is the brevity of my life, it is a short while. Only God is eternal. He outlaws day, times, generations, even ages. Yesterday, today is forever. Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. So Abel means vapor or breath. I'm here for a moment, gone tomorrow. So why do you, why do you continue to, to become wealthy, wanting to be a billionaire, millionaire, if you can die any moment? 
Remember Steve Jobs, that great genius of Apple computer? He could not prevent his death. He died and he had to leave his billions behind. Point C. Reflections on Abel's name. The implications for you and for me today. Point one. The name of Abel's destiny referred to the main theme in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 2. Vanity of vanities. Says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Emptiness of emptiness. Everything in this world is meaningless. If you have no faith in Christ, you have nothing to build your life on today and for tomorrow. Point two. Let us look at the Latin term for Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 2. Listen to this. The word is vantias, taken from the Latin phrase vanitas, vanitatum, omnia vanitas. Three. In Hebrew, Abel's name is Havel, meaning vapor, or breath, describing the very short duration of one single life. Abel came, and he was gone. Point four. Like the seventh, 17th century, so is our current century, our world, the 21st century, depressing, full of anxiety, stress, worry, fear, death. Describing the emphasis and the emptiness of life. It suggests that everything is meaningless and eventually all people will die. So why go on winning the world when you don't work on your soul? Your soul is more valuable than whatever we can own in this world. This concept implies that everything has an expiration date. When you go to the shop, you buy a product and on it is burned in a date of expiration, a date when it expires. So, we, so are we. We come and we go. Even, our, even if we live 150 years, according to the Bible, it is a short time. Since people are mortal, and eventually they all will pass, this is precisely the deeper Hebrew meaning of the word Havel or Abel, whose main meaning is a very short period of time. Abel means saltness of life. Point five. In other words, the duration of one's lifespan is a very short period of time. In biblical terms, and from the perspective of eternity, so the life on this earth, which is relatively short, this is also associated in Hebrew with vanity or meaningless. Uh, whatever you have gathered so far, can it prevent you from the day of your death or the day of our dying? Point six. The meaning of King Solomon's point of view is one. A. Wasting one's very short life on the wrong things. B. And if one is indeed wasting one's life on the wrong, pointless, and false things. C. Their life is in fact haval. Havalim means vanitas, vanitatum. Everything is meaningless. 
1.7 vanity speaks about a person who is obsessed with ego and materialistic things hence wasting the thought life on false things whether you are a president or member of parliament whether you are a businessman or a person with a career whether you drive a new car or an old car we are in this world to die out of this world there's nothing permanent the only only permanent thing in this world is change i come as a baby and i've grown old so someday i will die but i'll make sure that my death will not be in vain i will invest my life in jesus point eight cain or the name of cain in hebrew is gain sounds more like gain was obsessed over materialism and his ego abel was not obsessed in these materialistic things but wishing oneness with god because god is his ultimate source i want to ask you a question who is your source today point d i want to look at scriptural foundations against vanity and i want to share with you three examples of men that chose this world and lost everything examples one remember Esau despised his birthright choosing stew instead of his birthright Genesis 25 27 to 34 Esau put his temporary physical needs over his God-given blessing and sold his birthright to Jacob Imagine a man release his soul for temple things. Utter foolishness. Point two. Judas sold the Savior for a few pieces of silver. He was also in charge of the money bag of the disciples. John 13, 29. Point three. Demas loved this present world and forsook the ministry. Second Timothy 4.10 states, Demas loves the things of this world four all three men thought they were gaining something but actually lost everything instead point five warnings against vanity scriptures one john 2 15 do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world love for the father is not in them point two jude 1 verse 11 woe to them for they have gone in the way of cain have run greedily in the era of balaam for profit and perished in the rebellion of korah three first timothy 16 for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierce themselves with many griefs finally the words of messiah jesus christ for reflection and meditation is imperative as per mark chapter 8 verse 36 what does it profit the man to gain the world get loses his soul listen to the words of messiah jesus he asks of you listener he asks of you those who listen around the world 
what does it profit a man, a woman to gain the temporal things of this world? Yet forfeit his soul. We come into this world and soon we will die out of this world. Many people had pride before COVID-19 based on their riches, fortunes of wealth, but today are in utter ruin. Why? Money, fame, and wealth are false foundations. The only true foundation in my world today is faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Be wise today, therefore, transfer yourself and whatever you have over to the ultimate source, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Faith is the currency in God's kingdom, and it endures in life and even after life. Wealth, riches, and fame are temporal commodities that cannot be taken after this life. My theme today. The prosperity gospel is false. From the standpoint of Prophet Abel, the Prophet Job, and Jesus, is warning against the love of money. This is, Kevin, this is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk. Ancient principles from the Bible for today's problem. So, go for faith and leave fame because it cannot help you. In Jesus' name, amen.